Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be why liking her more than she likes you leads to loss of respect, interest, and rejection. So this particular email is, this is from a guy that I did, I've done a couple phone sessions with over the last six months. And so this guy's a little bit older. He's, if I remember, he's older, I think he's closer to my age. And he's dating a girl that is much younger than him. And we, we had a, a phone session again recently in, in just the past week. And so he, he gives a really detailed play-by-play of what happened here. And so his big problem is that he does the same things that, obviously for those of you that are familiar with 3% Man, he does the same things that I used to do, which is, in essence, he starts to over-pursue, he pedestalizes women, and in essence, he chases them right out of his life and so there's several instances here where he just wasn't disciplined he's double texting he didn't exercise self-control and what you notice is as he like because there was there was also one point where he's he tells her hey well give me a call when you figure out your schedule and then three whole days go by and then he reaches out trying to set a date and so he just didn't have the as the late great richard marcinko would have said testicular fortitude to hold out and so you'll notice as he continues to over pursue and reach out and not give her space and not slow his role refusing to exercise self-control towards the last few exchanges you can tell she's just kind of snotty and bitchy and she takes like 24 hours to reply and so you can tell he's he's just absolutely devastated and i totally get where this guy's at i feel tremendous compassion for him and we had a long discussion about this i went through several situations that i went through when I was learning this stuff and how painful it was and how agonizing and how long it went on. And this is just something that every man has to overcome. We have two primary fears, fear that we're not enough. In other words, we don't have what it takes or fear that we won't be loved. And in this case, he's got a little bit of both of those going on here. And deep down, he doesn't feel like he measures up and he fears that the girl that he really loves is not going to love him back. Because for whatever happened in his childhood, that is how, that's his reality filter. And so he comes from the perspective of he presupposes it's not going to work out. And when you have women who, feminine women, who the number one strength characteristic they find most attractive is confidence. And then everything you do, everything you say, the vibe you give off is constantly basically saying, I don't believe that I'm worthy of being with you and you're too good for me. And eventually when you find out what I'm really like, you're going to blow me off and not want to be with me anymore. And you give off that vibe enough and especially like in this case where this guy does things that communicate that. He tells her to get in touch and then he doesn't wait for her to get in touch. And you can tell her attitude towards him just starts to deteriorate and she doesn't respect him. And women will never love a man they can't respect. If you don't have the balls to let her be, if you can't love in such a way that the person you love feels free, like Tiknet Han used to say, then eventually you're going to get friend-zoned or you're going to get ghosted. And so it's a real good cautionary tale. And so anybody that's listening there or watching this is that, you know, you're going to see in real time a guy that's just going through the absolute worst emotional pain a man can go through the pain of rejection, the pain of potentially losing the kind of woman that knocks your socks off that, like I've said many times, I've found in my my life, they come around, you get one to three of those a decade where just everything clicks and you feel like the universe has lined everything up 
she's easygoing, easy to get along with. You have so much in common. And then when you realize that you chase somebody like that out of your life and you go and then you think about the thought that, man, it might be five years, four years. It could be seven years. It might be a whole decade maybe before I meet somebody that I really click with like on this particular level. And that's not a pleasant thought to deal with, especially as you're getting older. You think, time's running out. I mean, hell, when I was in my early 20s, I was like, time's running out for me. And that's what I feel like. And when you come from a place of fear, which you fear, you end up attracting. And like in this case, he feared losing this girl and driving her away. And he did exactly that. And so he's really stinging, but he really does a good job of laying it out, laying out the detail. And even some of his thought processes, because he's like, you know, even in the the bottom paragraph, he's like, well, because he knows he's that I'm going to read this because he told me he was going to send this in after we did our phone session. I said, I'd be happy to do um, answer it in a newsletter. And people are going to be like, dude, why didn't you just not call her when you said get get back in touch? And it was multiple times he did that. And so he kind of goes through his thought processes, and obviously he was overcome by his emotions and his fears and what I refer to in 3% Man as the illusion of action. Because what's interesting about attraction and how it works with women is it's, it's your inaction and your indifference and your mysteriousness and your unpredictability and when you just don't do anything. Because well, dating is like tennis. You hit the ball over the net. You got to wait for the other person to hit it back. And in, in this case, he's not waiting for her to hit it back. And so therefore, it has the opposite effect that you want, which is instead of her becoming more interested in falling in love and wanting to be exclusive, it just keeps her in the zone of like a casual hookup, friends with benefits. And you'll see at the end here, she takes 24 hours to even respond. And that's just basically her being nice. But you know, because if you go beyond 24 hours, that's kind of rude. And that just communicates to the other person that you're really not that important to him. And unfortunately, that's kind of where he's at. I know he doesn't like to hear that, but, you know, we we discuss this at length in the phone call. Because my job as a coach is to help get these guys to the place where they can kind of punch through that wall of fear. Because it's almost like a game of chicken. And I wrote about this a lot in the book. It's learning how to balance pursuing too much versus pursuing not enough finding the sweet spot and unfortunately he hasn't found the sweet spot yet because he still becomes emotionally hijacked by his irrational fears and his emotions and again this is something that every guy has to deal with and so the better the quality of the woman the hotter she gets the more she has the personality that you like the more she's accomplished things in her life maybe she comes from a good family maybe she's smart she went to school she got a good college degree She's very super intelligent, high IQ woman, holds down a good job, and she's educated, and if you spew some bullshit to her, she's going to push back. And so you get some verbal jousting, you get, you know, you get real mental stimulation from a really good high quality woman, and when they come along and you click like that, you don't want to lose them. But unfortunately, it's the pain of losing women like this that ultimately causes us to go, that hurts so bad, that hurts so much, it hurt for so long, that I'm never going to fucking do that again. So let's go through his email. He says, Dear Coach, we had a phone session on Wednesday, February 7th, and after lots of prayer and introspection, I realized what my role was with Jessica. I was just fun and sex to her. 
Well, all relationships start out as casual, hanging out, having fun, hooking up, and that's why I came up with the formula for you guys is because that's really what need, men need to focus on is creating the next opportunity for sex to happen. And when you do that over and over, carefully, methodically, slowly, ideally slightly slower than she is, it gives her time and space away from you to wonder about you, to think about you, to miss you, to feel your strength, to feel your mysteriousness, to feel your unpredictability, and to feel your inaction. Because guys that don't feel like they're worthy over-pursue, over-chase, and then they know where they stand. But the guy that's not calling, the guy that's not you know jumping through their butt or begging the girl to spend time with them, then she starts to wonder more about that guy and feel feelings. Because in other words, he's calm. He's okay without her being in his life. And then she wonders like, why is he okay with that? Does he not care? Does he miss me? And even though women disagree a lot of times when you ask him about this stuff, what makes him really feel strong attraction is that space. And that's why you take measured steps that are in the book so you create enough time and space and distance for her to slowly fall in love at her pace. And then the relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, getting married, if that's ultimately what you want, that all becomes her idea. And if a woman is chasing you and pursuing you, She's not dumping you. She's not getting rid of you. She's not blowing you off. That's just a fact of life. Women don't dump men they're in love with. They dump men they lost respect and romantic attraction for. That's the bottom line. No amount of red pill platitudes is going to go against what actual biology is. If you act like a bitch, women are going to treat you like a bitch. And unfortunately, this guy... Started acting like a bitch too much. And you can tell by the end of the email, it's like she's starting to be bitchy to him. So if you act like a bitch, women will be bitchy towards you. So it's important to pay attention to that. And it's also important to check a woman when she crosses a line and is being disrespectful to you. So he says, it could have been more, but I texted my desire to be boyfriend, girlfriend, and exclusive back in 11-2. So he's bringing up boyfriend, girlfriend, being exclusive because to him, he's like, hey, we've been dating for three and a half months. Should be, I read the book. This guy read the book 30 times, by the way. But even despite that, he wasn't able to exercise self-control. He read the book 30 times, and yet he's still asking her to be exclusive. And so why would he do that? Because he could feel that she wasn't that into him because he kept over-pursuing. Because, you know, it's like one of the things that the late, great Doc Love used to say is the, a beautiful woman to the average guy is like kryptonite. She has the power to make the dude fall apart. And unfortunately, that's what happens to most guys when they get with their dream woman or a woman that knocks her socks off. Is They, they can't help but fall over them, all over themselves drooling and trying to kiss her ass and be extra nice to her because that's what you see in TV and the movies all the time. And you do that in real life, it's absolutely disgusting to a woman and totally turns her off and causes her to lose respect because you act so soft. <clears throat> So he asked her on November 2nd, after three and a half months of dating, to be exclusive. And of course, she's not in the same place. Because again, he's focused on his interest and projecting it onto her and completely ignoring the fact, despite the fact he read the book 30 times, he's ignoring the fact that she wasn't in the same place. And this also shows that, you know, you could read the book 30 times, but if you don't really practice it, then first time you get into a relationship where you start dating a girl like this, where he cared this much... He didn't have enough experience. He couldn't exercise self-control. He had no other options. And so he fumbled the ball. He fell all over himself because, again, repetition is the mother of skill, and he didn't do any practice repetitions 
And of course, a woman that takes his breath away comes into his life and he totally fumbles the football because he never did anything to prepare ahead of time. It's great that you read the book 30 times, but the idea is you're reading it and you're practicing it every day of the week, going out on dates, trying to seduce women, things of that thing. You don't wait to practice all of it until you meet a girl you really like because, again, this is, this is typically what will happen. So he says that scared her away, and after no contact, plus clearly stating I'm not interested in friendship because she tried to friend zone him right after that. It just shows you how low her interest was. He's he's asking for exclusivity, and she's like, yeah, I'm not into exclusivity. How about blue balls and friendship? And he said, yeah, I'm not interested in that. So he's, he goes no contact, says he's not interested in friendship, and then two weeks later, she reached out on the 28th of November. This is the 28th of November of 2023 for dinner and tapping at my house. So he gave her the meat missile. He's like, all right, things are reprogressing. He gave her some space. He let her come to him. And when a woman has tried to friend zone you and push you away, as it discusses in seven principles, get an X back the article and video I did. You never call, you never text again for any reason. And the only time in the future that you should start reaching out to her is if she starts complaining about it multiple times that you never reach out and you can't just use humor and diffuse it and, and tease it away. If she's adamant about it and she brings it up numerous times and maybe once a week here and there you can call her or you text her or you just surprise her. All she's really saying when she complains that you never call is she's just saying, hey, make more of an effort to make me feel like you care because right now you're not doing enough. That's It doesn't mean you do all the pursuing. It just means maybe once a week you add a little bit of that in there. Add a one extra phone call, one extra text, whatever it happens to be, one form of initiated contact extra, and she'll notice that and she'll appreciate that. But other than that, in this case, if she's pushed you away like she did in this case and tried to friend zone you, his pursuit's over forever. She fucked it up. She tried to friend zone him. She tried to end things, so therefore she's got to fix it. That's why she has to do all the pursuing because he pursued to the point where she didn't want to be with him intimately anymore and said, hey, how about friendship and blue balls? And he's like, no, thanks. And she's like, okay. She walked away. And after two weeks of not hearing from him, she's like, I haven't heard from him. His inaction is attractive. And she doesn't know why, but she gets in touch. Her attitude is different because, again, she's reaching out to him this time. He makes a date. They hang out. They have fun. They hook up. So he says, we had several passionate dates between the 28th of November and January 1st, capping off by a three-night Slovang weekend. I think he said they went to Slovakia or something like that. And from January 13th to the 16th, those three days were filled with sleeping at her house, the first time I've been to her house since November 2nd, road tripping to Slovang. I don't know, maybe this, I can't remember if it was... Europe or not. I talked to so many people, it's hard to keep all the stories straight. S-O-L-V-A-N-G. Maybe you guys can fact check in the comments and put down there for people that don't know where, where that actually is. Staying at a jacuzzi suite two nights, lots of sex, hand-holding, adventures, and laughter. And he says, if I'd have held off completely after that weekend together and let her wonder about me and miss me, methinks she would have reached out after a couple of weeks. Sounds like he may be a Jar Jar Binks fan. Jar Jar Binks is like a lot. People who love Jar Jar Binks from the new Star Wars that um, 
Lucas did, or they absolutely hate his character and think he's worthless. But Jar Jar Binks, I thought was pretty funny. Misa thinks. But instead, I texted her a couple of trip photos the night of January 17th. So he's not hearing from her and he can't take it. And so he starts sending her pictures. This is the illusion of action speaking. Oh, I got to get her to like me more. I got to get her attention. I haven't heard from her in a few days. And we just had all this great sex. What if she doesn't like me anymore? What if I never hear from her again? And this is with the tapes going on in his head. Despite the fact he's read the book 30 times and he knows he's not supposed to do this, he's doing it anyways. And he'll do it again and again and again. To which she, and you'll notice her responses just get shorter and shorter too. To which she said, those are great and thank me for a fun weekend. I said it was awesome and then double texted two hours later saying, I look forward to our next fun date. She didn't respond. Nine days later, again, it's her job to do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. So what's going on here? He goes right back to the behavior that got him friend zone, which is over-pursuing, over-texting. Hey, here's pictures. Here's this. Here's that. Just smothering her. And so instead of waiting, he holds out for about nine days and then reaches out again. Because again, she blew him off, friend zoned him. She's got to do all the pursuing. It's got to be her idea. But he got a little bit of the taste. They spent a bunch of time together. And then he went right back to the same exact behavior that got him rejected the first time or the first several times. So he says, nine days later, I text her good morning and a couple more photos of her trip. Remember, the phone is for setting dates. And again, you're not supposed to be reaching out. You're doing the opposite of what I teach. Because this is where a failure to exercise discipline and self-control just wrecks things for you. It makes you look like a bitch. It makes you look like an absolutely insecure, needy little boy instead of a man who's mysterious and exciting and masculine, a guy she can look up to and admire and respect. Despite the fact this guy is much older than her, he's acting like a teenage boy that's trying to lose his virginity on spring break. <clears throat> so she's so excited about this guy. What does she do next after he's drooling all over with pictures? He hasn't heard from her in nine days. She waited 24 hours to say, thank you again for the adventure plus good morning. Does that sound like, oh, I miss you. I can't wait to see you. No, it's just very blah. Maybe she's sleeping with some other guy. It's like, because when you behave this way, the male orbiters get more attention because she's decided, it's like, I can have this dude. He's wrapped around my finger. I can have him anytime I want. And she's not feeling it. So therefore... Probably there's another guy in the picture at this point. So 24 hours later, I texted, sorry, I'm busy on a business trip in Vegas. Keep in touch. Which is absolutely, totally, none of this stuff is necessary. She texted a day later. Looks like fun. Three, three whole words. 24 hours later, she really misses him. But he ignores that. And he's like, I got a chance. And he says, I immediately asked her how her weekend was. The phone was for setting dates. How was your weekend, your highness? Can I drool on you some more? I know I'm breaking his balls. He's like, go oh, easy. But, you know, this is going to help him in the long run because it's this pain that's going to make him go, I can't behave this way anymore. It's, because if he doesn't get it right with this girl, the next girl that he meets that he really likes, if he doesn't correct this behavior, he'll chase her away for the same exact reasons. He says she didn't respond, so the next morning, he double-texts her again. Let's meet this weekend, February 2nd or, th or 3rd, when I'm back. 
She responded 24 hours later. He's still ignoring the fact that she sent in three-word replies and waiting a whole day to respond. He's just, please, your highness, please spend time with me. Please, mommy, give me an attaboy. She responded 24 hours later that she's busy with family, plus she hoped that he had fun in Vegas. Oh, I'm busy with family. I hope you have fun in Vegas. That's like, fuck off, I don't care about you. My pussy is so dry right now, and there's so many cobwebs in there that you could get a truckload of KY jelly, and it's just not going to help. I waited till Monday morning, the next morning, or he says I waited till next morning, which is Friday, February 2nd, and he texted, notice he's texting a real long response here, have quality time with family and let me know when you're free next. She didn't respond. So he hits the ball over and says, hey, let me know when your schedule frees up, basically. What's he do? She doesn't respond. Three old days go by. He can't handle it. He can't handle the silence. He's coming unglued. This is his kryptonite. And so on Monday, February 5th, in a moment of total weakness, I called, left a message to call back. And then he texted her how I'd love to take her out for a nice dinner. Dude, she knows you like her. She knows you want to date her. This is a girl that blew you off and you're begging her to spend time with you. You've got to fucking stop this. You have to recognize this is not working. You're just digging a hole deeper and deeper. It's, I think I use the analogy. It's like you're stuck in the sand and instead of getting out and putting some wood and things in there to try to get some traction, you're just get gunning it with gas and the car's just going and just sinking until it's totally stuck and not going anywhere. So he's, she texted, unfortunately, oh, shucks. This week was pretty busy with Bible study on Monday, family dinner Wednesday, working till 7 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, and leaving Friday to see your friend in Arizona, to which I responded, understandable. So she's basically saying, Bro, Monday's out, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I am not available. Don't ask me again. That's basically what she's saying. Fuck off. I got no time for you. And then an hour later, he texts her again. Let me know if you change your mind. (laughs) And now she's like, bro, you are being a fucking bitch. Come on seriously she didn't say that but she might as well have and i'm saying that because i want this guy to go ah i don't want him to behave this way anymore so that's why i'm associating pain and uncomfortable things with it there's a method to my madness i learned from the best i learned from the best coach in the world that would be mr tony robbins so when you understand that when you understand how psychology works and pain and pleasure you can use it to influence people whether it's in a phone session or people just watching your video And they have no idea that as they're listening, you're helping to rewire their brain to think a different way, to think in terms of the right way to go about things. So you're helping them, and even though they don't know, they're being helped. And then so she's now she's clearly irritated, clearly bitchy, and she's just like, oh, this guy doesn't get it. She didn't say that, but she might as well with her response. So remember, he says, let me know if you change your mind. To which she says, 
change my mind about dinner with grandma and my Bible study? That's probably not going to happen. To which I said, now he's backpedaling. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you, your highness. Please don't be mad at me. I meant Tuesday or Thursday. She says, I think 7 p.m. is too late to start anything after a long day of work. She's just basically going, fuck you, bro. You're a bitch. I don't want to see you. You disgust me. It's so pathetic the way you're acting. I know it hurts to hear it, but you need to hear it, bro. Because there'll be other guys will be watching and go, okay, I get it. I'm not going to do this way. I'm going to change my behavior. And it'll prevent disaster for them. So whether you realize it or not, you're helping a lot of dudes with this. And so I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing this with the class. To which I responded 12 hours later, no worries. I love how you are so family focused. Have fun with them and with your friends this weekend. Seems like you've got a lot going on right now. Sending hugs, heart, to which she didn't respond. And he says, yuck. Yeah, yuck. It's gross. I was so blinded by my feelings for her that I didn't fully realize my role and how I could turn it into something serious eventually. Well, you don't turn anything into anything serious. The girl does that. You're still thinking the wrong way, dude. You're still thinking this is your job to do. You're still thinking like a chick. You watch too many movies and TV shows written by fucking betas. I could turn it into something serious eventually if I could just hang back and let her take things at her own pace. I'm worried that this second time of scaring her away was a mistake and drove her away for good or at least a long time before she trusts me again. Well, obviously it's going to be a long time because you held out a whole nine days and you couldn't take it anymore. You have to let her do 100% of the calling, texting, pursuing. I reiterated this over and over on both of the phone sessions. And unfortunately, he hasn't, at least you know, since our phone session last week, hopefully he's got the message. And so he says, Corey, you're the only one that I trust on advice about this as you are positive and encouraging where my buddies just say she's a bitch she's a player why in the world do i care about that bitch so much eh. that's kind of like you know what the red pill cope guys say everything's about it's not the guy's fault but you're the man you have the penis if you don't like it get a sex change i don't care it is a man's job to handle everything if shit's fucked up in your life or your relationship and your family congratulations that is the result of your best thinking you did that you invited her into your life you put the fucking ring on her finger you got married in a blue state you get fucked over that's on you be a fucking man and admit you fucked up don't go oh modern women you don't understand On our last text exchange, on February 5th to the 6th, I felt some alarming negativity and lack of interest in making time for me. Yeah, he went into panic mode. Super scared, super afraid. So the illusion of action gets even more overwhelming. For the first time since November 2nd, like she suddenly wanted nothing to do with me. That was pretty inaccurate, a pretty accurate assessment. She really did, from her words and her actions, she's like, leave me the fuck alone. He says, like, why is 7 p.m. suddenly too late to get together when on January 13th I went to her house at 9 p.m.? Because she's just being a bitch and she doesn't respect you. That's why. Because she's disgusted by your behavior. She's disgusted by the fact that you have consistently demonstrated over and over and over again that you can't handle it. You can't hold out. You can't send a message and just wait for her to reply. If you don't hear from her soon enough, you freak out about it and you start double and triple texting her and trying to drool all over her and tell her how much you like her as if women give a shit about how much 
You care about them. They don't. They only care about how they feel about you. That's the harsh reality. The most important thing to a woman is how she feels about you. That's just a fact of life. I don't, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty, you know, especially on Instagram when you see those reels. We're like, ah, oh, it's not trans, guy, 50, 50 cards. It's like, whatever. If I talk to those girls, I ask them a few questions about guys they actually date and fall in love with, you'll find out that they do none of the things they claim to say they're wanting because women don't even understand how attraction works. They don't even understand themselves. He says, I've gone through the depths of despair the last two weeks, and we always had such amazing sex and fun dates when together. Well, yeah, it was a couple months ago, bro. I cry out inside my heart in anguish for fucking it up. She was a perfect match for me. 30, unvaccinated, Christian, bond, light eyes, willing and able to start a family. She truly was special. Bro, get off the pedestal. You don't really know that. You didn't date her enough. You didn't. You weren't in a relationship with her. It's like you really didn't know what you didn't know. But you did project your fantasy and you just said, hey, she wins. She won the race. That's the only one for me. Instead of letting her win you over, you were trying to beg her to be your mommy. It's not good. He says, I'm super picky about what I want. And she was pretty damn close to it. Well, you don't really know what you don't know. You didn't date her long enough. So here's where he's speaking to you guys. And maybe you can respond to him in the comments and be, be gentle. You don't have to be a dick. The guy's really fucking hurting. He says, I know many guys might comment on this video. What was I thinking? Why why do you force things? Why double text? Why would you say let me know again when you're free and then three days later call and try to ask her out again? He says, I also feel confused why I did such things despite listening to your audiobook over 30 times. Well, I'll tell you why. Because you didn't practice with enough other women. And number two, you chose to not exercise self-control. You chose to ignore what the book said. And you allowed yourself to become emotionally hijacked by your irrational fears. And this is what, this is what happens. If you'd have dated enough other women, this would have happened enough times with enough girls that you really didn't care that about to where you could have built up your testicular fortitude and your emotional self-control. But... Hey, it is what it is. You're here. Maybe this one will be the most painful one and you'll finally get over it and you'll never do this shit again with another woman. Maybe she comes back. Maybe not. Flip a coin. It could go either way. Those are the odds. He says a huge... And so he continues on to explain, despite reading the audiobook 30 times, he says a huge, powerful force inside me overrode all my preparation and knowledge from your book. He says, why, 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 oh, Lord, did I do these things? I feel so depressed and demoralized. Well, you didn't have enough success. You didn't have enough preparation with other women. And when one, at least to you, which was your ideal dream girl, when she shows up in your life, she was your kryptonite and you couldn't handle it. You knew what to do, but you did it anyways because you were so driven by fear. Remember, what you fear, you attract. You feared losing her. You overpursued, and it looks like you may have lost her potentially for good. She might come back. But when this happens, and this is like what we're talking about on our, our phone sessions. It's like this happened to me enough in my teenage years, in my early 20s, where I finally was like after the last time, I was like, that's it. You're in or you're out. You either, either want to go out and date me or you don't. And I never, ever again after that would stick around and wait for something that wasn't going anywhere. I was able to turn and burn much quicker. And things got a lot better. 
you gave this girl way too much credit way too much soon you put her on a pedestal you projected your fantasy onto her and you completely ignored the reality remember we make our decisions based upon our emotions so you're totally emotionally hijacked and then you use logic and reason whatever those reasons were why you should reach out why you should call why you should text and why you should do the opposite of what the book said and what i told you to do in our previous phone sessions you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's up to you. So he says, thank you again, Coach Corey. I spent way more dollars than I can afford talking to you first on November 28th and then again last week on the 7th, but it was worth it. You related similar stories of angst and despair that you went through when you were still learning. You've been so helpful to me, and I wish I could afford another talk. I wish I could afford to talk to you every week you are the godfather of men's relationship advice well i am a life coach by the way i'm not a relationship coach i'm not a dating coach i am a life coach i teach self-reliance that's why i also talk about politics and guns and other things which always makes people on the left go absolutely berserk and i don't fucking care if a bunch of pussies get upset because i'm well armed and i'm fast and i'm lethal and i've trained with one of the best trainers in all the whole southeastern united states for many many years to me it's a duty as a man as a man all the women all the children and even the animals that are around you are under your protection and if anything happens to any of them when they're around you it's your fucking fault so man the fuck up take personal responsibility for your life and everyone and everything that is in it because you did it you can't blame it on modern modern women or society or this or that doesn't matter Nobody cares. It's all on you. As Don Shula said, the late, great Don Shula has more wins in the NFL than any other coach in NFL history. And he knew about winning. He was the best at it. He might not have as many Super Bowl rings as Bill Belichick, but he won more than Bill Belichick. That's a fact of life. And he has the only undefeated Super Bowl team in NFL history. And he said... Strong men blame themselves. Weak men blame others. That's just a fact of life. We take personal responsibility for everything right now. So he says, P.S. Go easy on me. Well, maybe. I'm in a difficult spot right now. Thank you. Well, again, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing this because it's going to help a lot of guys and girls that are going to see this. But at the end of the day, you got to do better. You must let women come to you at their pace. And in this case, your pursuit of this girl is over forever. You have to let her do 100% of it. I went over that over and over and over and over again in our phone calls. And I'm telling you again, you have to recognize that your, your pursuing is counterproductive. It's got to be her idea. You let her come back. She started to come back. And then you couldn't control it. And you just went right after her again. And you chased her away for the third or the fourth time, however many times it had been at that point. So will she come back? Flip a coin. It could go either way. So if you're in a similar situation and you like my help, maybe you got friends, family giving you advice that's bullshit or it's not really helpful or whatever, and you want to get an opinion of somebody that's been doing this shit for 20 years and is actually competent at it and actually helps people save their marriages, keep their families together, keep their relationships together to get the girl that they've always wanted and not give you excuses to blame other people because there's plenty of that bullshit going on in the Red Pill community. Here... At understandingrelationships.com, Coach Corey Wayne, we're all about figuring out what we fucked up, taking corrective action so it never fucking happens again. If you want to cry about women or the way they are, it's like biology, don't give a fuck. You either treat women properly 
or you're going to get treated like a bitch and walked all over. And on top of that, you will get women being bitchy to you just like they were to this particular guy. So if you'd like to get my help personally, yes, I'm brutally honest, but that's what people pay me for because there's plenty of people that are going to be in your life going, oh, do your best. It's great. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Just be yourself. All other kinds of unhelpful bullshit. I'll give you solutions that really work and it'll put you in the best possible chance to get what you want in life. Either that, either you get her back or you're going to get somebody better. That's just the way it works. So if you've got a question or challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book a coaching page, a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 